Hello, and welcome to The Saucer Life, where we explore the strange world of flying saucers and their history. I'm Aaron Gullius, and this is Bonus Encounter 4, New Year's Confessions of a Man in Black. On July 14th, 1996, The Saucer Life became intensely personal for me. That's really overly melodramatic for the story I'm going to tell, but it it did sort of. Eager to get some real-world experience in the world of flying saucers, um, months before, I had joined an organization called the UFO Investigation Agency, run by a guy named Randolph B. Warnicky out of Washington State. They christened me Strategic Investigation Team 1310. I was supposed to get leads and follow them up and investigate and things like this. It was kind of a, um, a low-rent MUFON. I never got any leads. I never got anything to investigate. All I really got was an identification card upon which I had to glue a photo of myself. Um, The picture of it is up on uh, the show notes. So all of this led to the feeling that I was eminently qualified to look into anything weird that might show up. Of course, I had no idea where to look for anything weird, and the UFO IA wasn't sending me anything to pursue. So... When, on July 14th, 1996, I opened up the issue of the Columbia City Post and Mail newspaper that had on its front page, Crop Circle in Whitley County, I was amazed, I was shocked, I was amused. I picked up the phone and called the man that you listeners know as Nelson Sinat. I deputized Nelson as my assistant, and he'd already done sterling work for the organization building a model rocket with UFOIA Strategic Investigation Team 1310 written across the side. I don't know why we did this, but um, it was awesome. Anyway, I call Nelson at the same time he's calling me, and when we finally overcome this dueling busy signal situation that we were in, we drive out to Etna Troy Township to see this thing for ourselves. Of course, nothing is ever simple. Despite it being roughly 897 degrees with 40 billion percent humidity, I decided to dress in a fairly substantial tweed jacket because I thought it looked investigator-like. Nelson was clad entirely in black. Nelson also had built a strange device out of an old slide projector, a Black & Decker snake light, duct tape, a metal rod, and the cork from a wine bottle. He declared it to be a paranormal energy detector. So, looking like idiots, but at least looking like harmless idiots, we head out to the provinces and discovered that a small but dedicated group of people were standing on the side of the road looking out into the field at the crop circle. We milled around for a while, and then Nelson starts walking along the side of the road, pointing the paranormal energy detector at the ditch and calling out numbers as if he were taking readings of some kind. I pulled out a pocket tape recorder and began to repeat the numbers into the microphone in a very serious voice. After a while, most of the crowd had gone away, and we were left pretty much alone. And then a man uh, rode up on an ATV, sort of a a disheveled-looking old guy, and, and told us that he had actually been the first one to discover the crop circle that morning. And if we heard anything on the news about it being a hoax because they found a cigarette butt to disregard that information because it was his cigarette butt and it was it was not dropped by a hoaxer he saw no hoaxers he was there in the middle of the night why he was in a field in the dark smoking a cigarette in the middle of a crop circle i didn't want to ask he told us that he had a 
bunch of flying saucer magazines, and, and he knew everything about this sort of thing. And he said, I know everything about you guys, too, and I know what you're doing here. Obviously, this solid citizen had mistaken us for some sort of very, very official investigators, when we were, in fact, just unofficial fake investigators. We told him that we were, in fact, not really anybody with any standing, and, and that we were just having some fun. We're just college students who are bored, we said. He didn't believe us. And the more we tried to tell him the truth, the more nervous he looked, and he left abruptly. And I'm not lying. Seriously, I'm not lying when I say that I think we really did freak him out. So after we see off this old man that we probably scared into some kind of decline, we encountered what I can only describe as a van full of dirty hippies. A woman exits the van and uh, wearing lavender-lensed John Lennon glasses. I mean, it's like she went to Hippies R Us and said, I want to look, I want to look like a hippie or something. Gosh, I sound like I'm from 1967 or something. These hippies showed up with these glasses. Anyway, she gets out of the van. She tells us that she knows all about crop circles because she took a crop circle course at a local university. I didn't go to that university, so I can't verify that there was a crop circle course. I would be surprised if that was true, though. So we're talking to her, and she asks to our utter chagrin, but sort of amused chagrin, if that's a thing, what kind of readings we'd gotten from our paranormal energy detector. And Nelson, thinking very quickly, mutters something about levels of residual light around the perimeter that we'd encountered. But Nelson very quickly added that the device was just a prototype from headquarters and was probably not calibrated correctly. The woman asked if we'd gone into the crop circle itself to get readings, but we were very honest and said that since there was actual police tape up around the crop circle, we didn't feel like going into this poor guy's field because he'd already had some crops that were wrecked because of the crop circle. The woman volunteered to take the detector into the field with her because she was going in there to, quote, experience the energy because she knew that there was always energy in crop circles. At this point, sensing that we were about to become witnesses uh, to, if not accessories to, criminal trespass, we decided to get out of there. Looking back on it now, 20-odd years later, what strikes me are the following facts. First, I had the tape recorder running in my pocket the entire time we were investigating this crop circle. All of those conversations I mentioned were solidly documented, and they were hilarious. In fact, I'd played the tape for friends, including my then-not-wife, and the universal conclusion was, one, that the tape was awesome, and two, that Nelson and I were idiots who were very lucky not to have been murdered by some crazy person out in a field. But the tape disappeared. True story, I think the tape actually disappeared. I know, honestly, I probably just lost it because I never labeled it, and one cassette tape looks very much like another cassette tape. But in the back of my mind, I kind of wonder if that tape was just some sort of psychic projection of my experiences or memories of this event. Deeper down, I know that's probably not true at all. The second thing I think about, and I think about this a lot, is what those people we encountered at the crop circle said about us afterwards, especially the old man on the ATV. He really seriously seemed to believe that we were not who we said we were, even once we began being very honest 
and we were never actually dishonest about the about who we were. In talks I've given about this subject before, I've said that in his mind, you know, we probably acted a lot like Men in Black that he'd read about in that stack of UFO magazines he said that he had. We were strange. We acted official, but had no real official credentials. We were dressed very stupidly for the weather, like we weren't from around there, or even really understood what Earth was like. Um, we didn't act like normal human beings. We fit all these sort of categories of what men in black sometimes act like. And then, when you look at other theories about the paranormal and uh, writers like George Hansen who've connected um, paranormal activities to the concept of the archetype of the trickster, I wonder if Nelson and I could be categorized as tricksters. Um, I do worry that we messed with that guy's head a little bit. We weren't intending to. And as soon as we saw that he thought we were legit or sinister, we told him the truth. And he didn't believe us, or he acted like he didn't believe us. And the more we told the truth, like I said, the more we told the truth, the more nervous and afraid this guy was acting. We, he went out to investigate something strange, to look into something strange, because he had an interest in that. And he encounters two guys who, at the very least, probably upset his sense of what was going on and maybe even scared him a little bit. Um, those who sort of look at this trickstery aspect of the paranormal say, you know, it's not like, it's not, well, is it true or is it not? It's, there's a strangeness about it that messes with your life in some ways. And sometimes I wonder if Nelson and I were the tools that were being used to mess with somebody's life. Because honestly, isn't an unwitting trickster the trickiest thing of all? Years later, at a uh, MUFON meeting in southern Indiana, I met a man who was a uh, crop circle investigator in the area named Roger Sugden, and I talked to him about the crop circle we saw, and he told me that there were some unusual findings that their investigation had uncovered. As I was writing up this story, I decided to throw Whitley County Crop Circle into my Google machine, and lo and behold, I found a report with photos and a brief discussion of malformations of parts of the plants and an elevated level of magnetic readings in the soil. I shared this with Nelson, and he told me that uh, it's interesting they didn't find anything unusual about the levels of residual light around the perimeter that we had found. This is the closest I've ever gotten to a saucer life that's uh, gotten me out of libraries and archives and the historical nature of the subject I've always been interested in. I've never seen a flying saucer, I've never been abducted, and I've never met anyone from Venus, but I've been to a crop circle with elevated magnetic readings in the soil, and that's weird enough for me.